Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the amazing co-host, Coach Mia. Hey, Seth. How are you? I am great because we actually have a producer. <laughs> we have we have uh, grown up. Yes. We've gone to the next level, and we've got Brandon. Welcome, Brandon, Woo, to the Brandon. studio. He's back there <laughs> making sure we are falling in line and making sure we sound good. So, Brandon, great to have you. Thank you. Um, today's going to be a great show. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? So, you know, we're we're teaching this new series, actually filming this new series for kids uh, in our schools this year. Uh, by the way, if you just tuned in and you're like, what is Five Star Life all about? Make sure you go to fivestarlife.org. It's the word or the number five, the word star, the word life.org, and learn more about the mission we're on. Really, our focus is changing the face of culture. You look at what's happening in society, it doesn't matter where you turn, you can see that it's broken. And so 18 years ago, we set out to actually move the needle where it starts, the kids' mindsets, their operating system. And so we've got curriculums, programs that we've actually implemented for the last 18 years. And the impact it's had on school districts, I mean, the first school district we started in, the graduating rates were in the 60th percentile. Just a few years ago, they announced it in the 90th percentile. And we've got data Every year we have new data from schools that come on board that their their kids are raising their GPAs, their discipline referrals are going uh, down. The most at-risk kids seem to have the most, it has the most impact on them. So go to fivestarleft.org to learn more. But we're teaching this series on, on, on how to rule, which means to have uh, dominion or authority or control over an area or a people. And just basically teaching kids one of our five select core values and it's responsibility, which we define as taking ownership uh, of your past choices, your current reality, and your future dreams, owning your life. And kids are growing up, Mia, and everybody's telling them how out of control they are and how they have no power, no mm -hmm. voice, they're powerless, they're just victims. There's all this kind of, I would say, even like propaganda that, that is pouring over the minds and hearts of kids that is actually not helping them take ownership because why try? Mm -hmm. Like why? I'm, the system's rigged against me. And what we're teaching them is actually you have so much power. You have so much authority. But the question is, will you actually take that and take ownership responsibility or will you abdicate your throne? Hey, Seth, can you share a little bit like how do you come up with the theme for the year and like kind of what's the journey with the curriculum? So all year long, so this this is a, it's it never stops, the process never stops. So as I talk to kids, as we listen to kids, as we survey kids and teachers, we collect data and I do different school tours and one of the purposes of, of a lot of these tours is to get feedback. And so I've got like, pages worth of feedback from kids from all across the country. And we take that, we collate that, and then we start finding themes and consistent pieces. And what is these most like consistent needs from the words of kids themselves and teachers? 
I think that's what I enjoy the most being a part of those tours is that how open the kids are. And they, I mean, they're, they think deep. They do. And, um, you know, so many people would say kids have no voice. It's like, well, if you give it to them, they'll have a voice. And I think that's what we've done is we've given them a voice to say, talk about the biggest pressures in your life. Talk about the biggest challenges in your life. What is wrong in your world that you have questions about, that you wish you had solutions for? Where are you stuck that you want to be unstuck? Mm-hmm. And then they just rule. So then you take all that information, and then what's kind of the next step? And then our team talks, and, and really we take time to think about, okay, how, how do we want to lay this out? And then the, the theme, I mean, the theme is different. We've talked a lot about how we want, what words we want to use, but we want to have a theme that, that connects back and drives our curriculum for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of, of being a ruler, of ruling, in a culture where, again, if you turn on the TV, you'd think that we have no control. But the reality is we have control over our thoughts. We have control over our actions. We have control over our habits. We have control over our, our relationships. We have control over our grades. We have control over where we go to work. Like, we have a lot of power, a lot of authority. Most of the time, we abdicate our throne. Mm -hmm. And so there are things that we can't control. But ultimately, let's let's start with the foundation of the areas you can control. Focus on those. And then you find out that actually, there's only a a small uh, little area over here that I have no control over. And with that... Then we teach them, what do you do with the things you have no control over? Mm -hmm. Do you let that bring crazy anxiety? Do you let that drive you to depression? What do you do with that? And what do they do that? (laughs) Well, I want to, I could talk all day about that. I'll get up. This is Mia, Coach Mia, actually encouraging another bunny trail, which is awesome. (laughs) She's usually getting me back on track. So uh, I I got the green light. Uh, (laughs) So what do they do? They actually follow their emotions. So instead of, and actually this ties right into the lesson we just recorded for kids that I want to touch on in this segment, and that is the power of critical thinking. So one of the keys, if you want to rule your your world, your life, your family, whatever, you have to have critical thinking skills. And ultimately what you see kids engaging with is they have very little critical thinking it's emotional thinking and it's it's emotional processing and actually sometimes the social sciences in higher ed actually teach us that that's that should be a real strong voice when actually a lot of the really good research would say well you know it's good to be in tune it's so important to have emotional intelligence that's that's very important but emotional intelligence is not letting your emotions run wild and rule you but you, you actually take control and you're ruling your emotions. You're ruling your thoughts. You're ruling your responses. And ultimately, the natural response for teenagers is the prefrontal cortex, the frontal lobe of the brain. It's the part of the brain that's undeveloped in toddlers. So that's why they have meltdowns, they have fits, they throw their toys, they bite, they go, they're just like, they're evil. <laughs> and, and, but... What happens is as you parent them, what happens, they, they unlearn those things. And honestly, it's not really their fault because the, the CEO of the brain is that prefrontal cortex. That part of the brain has no muscle yet. 
It hasn't been developed. And so what they do is they're when they're biting and they're melting down, they're just grabbing on to random th- impulse thoughts and then trying them out. They're testing them out. And so parenting becomes so important because kids learn that, oh, when I have a meltdown, this action happens that I don't enjoy. I get to I get to go to timeout or I get a little squeeze in the neck, depending on the parenting style. And I don't like that. So I'm going to stop throwing fits. I'm going to stop biting. And so by the time they're five, six, seven, eight, the, the, the CEO of the brain now is strengthened. And most parents have kids at that age that they seem to level out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, they're they're maturing. But then adolescence hits and testosterone washes over their brain. Most parents don't realize this, but literally that testosterone washes over that prefrontal cortex and it erases, depending on the testosterone dose, and that varies by kid, it could wash out 80% of their prefrontal cortex or 20 or 30%. And so all of a sudden you have kids and adolescents melting down again, mm-hmm. freaking out. And parents are like, what happened to my kid? I'm a failure as a parent. No, it's hormonal. It's chemical. And so this is where at adolescence, teaching your kids and teaching our kids how to use critical thinking, how to process life, it becomes so important. Wow. So, and I, I guess what I'm hearing too is like, so these emotions are real, but then at adolescence, we need to kind of help them uh, understand, be aware of your emotions, but it's not okay to have a fit. Well, and, and right now it's so interesting. There, there are these, these dueling paradigms in culture right now. There is the, um, you have depression, it's all chemical. It's all chemical, so we need to treat you chemically, which is real. Mm-hmm. So, but if you do a deep dive into neuroscience and how the brain works, it's, it's really mind over matter. So, so our mind, uh, we get to choose our thoughts. If you have a depressing thought, that will set off a chemical reaction. And now it's a, it's a chemical overload. Now you're depressed. So yes, the, the drugs can give you a quick fix, but they are not the answer. The answer is teaching kids the science behind it and that they actually have control. So how do you begin to actually control those thoughts that then control those emotions? And then you're no longer spiraling out of control because your mind is controlling your matter. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll we'll take a a break there. We'll pause. We're going to do another segment that kind of dovetails right into this that takes the next step. Go to fivestarlife.org to learn more. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. We were just talking about critical thinking and how kids, how we're teaching kids to walk through this process. Yeah, and, and we're teaching this, this lesson in our curriculum theme called Rule, which it's really helping kids understand how to take authority, how to, how to take control over the parts of their life and their world they actually have authority in, which when you really stop and think about it, there's way more they can control than they don't control. 
especially you know at, at adolescence. And so ultimately, you know, so many kids feel invisible, they feel powerless, and um, ultimately what we teach kids, there, there's a quote that says, people don't decide their futures. Like they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures. I'll say it again. People don't decide their fu- they don't decide their futures. They decide their habits, and their habits decide their futures. So, ultimately, habits become kind of uh, the, the the centerpiece of life. If you want to succeed, we are hardwired. Like so much of what we do, like research says, something like ninety five percent of what we do is ran by our subconscious mind, which that's that's the part of our mind that creates habits. Like wherever you drove from, however you got dressed, you don't even remember how you did it. Um, so many things you don't recall because it's ran by your subconscious mind. So, so if you want to change, if you want to start ruling in a specific area of life, you've got to look at your, at your habits. Um, when I was in elementary school, then middle school, I had goals. I, I wanted to play in the NBA. I wanted to play for Michigan State. And so because of that dream, I then created a habit. I'd work out every day. I'd have certain workout um, regimens I'd go through. And it's interesting. So to this day, I still work out consistently. I, I've never, ever really stopped working out. Why? Because of a habit that I created like 30 plus years ago. So who helped you set those goals? So my dad was a big goal person. Okay. He was a big person on, hey, okay, so you say you want to play professional basketball. Um, why don't you, let, let's sit you down with some coaches and let them tell you what that's going to take. Mm-hmm. And then you can determine if you really still want to play in, try to play in the NBA. And that's what we did. We'd talk to coaches and they'd say, well, you need to do these drills. You need to work out this much. And it was this process where every year there was more. So by the time I was like between my freshman year and uh, eighth grade year and freshman year of high school, that was one of the biggest years because that was where I was like shooting a thousand shots a day. So that's like two hours shooting, an hour of ball handling, and then I was in camps and I was playing. And so it was like, it was, it was like life full on. And it was just something that I was like, I want to do this. So this is what I'm going to do. And so it created a habit of it, if you want something, that then you you picture where you want to go and then you work backwards, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's a huge foundation that was laid in, in my life that was so powerful. But my point is so many kids, and I would say like adults, teachers, um, parents, you, you hear comments like from kids like, I just want to be a kid. And you'll hear parents say, just let them be kids. Mm-hmm. And I get it. Like that, That's important that kids can be kids. I understand what they're saying. But there's a, there's a point when uh, it's no longer a valid, healthy statement. Here's what I mean. If being a kid means you're not investing in yourself, you're not thinking about what habits you're forming, then that version of just being a kid is a really bad idea. Look at the example of me working out. Mm-hmm. That one habit of working out stayed with me in my entire life. So think about the other habits that we create in adolescence. And the reality is 
kids, especially at adolescence, they begin to, when they start making their own choices and mommy and daddy are no longer telling them everything to do, they start to make their own habits. And so between age 11 and 21, that decade, so many habits are going to be instilled in them. Doesn't mean they can't ever change. That's not true. But a lot of those habits, so, so the average emotional intelligent quotient of an adult is age 13. Simply because most people don't choose to develop any better skills emotionally, self-awareness. They, they, they don't work on those things, and so they stay stuck as their 13-year-old self. The same is true in a lot of the habit areas. And so kids, their mindset in regard to uh, their, their values, their belief systems, their, their what they think politically, um, uh, their, their physical fitness habits, their diet. A lot of these habits will be shaped between 11 and 21. And so ultimately, this lesson about critical thinking that we're talking to kids about is very valuable and very powerful. It's interesting. As you say that, I think of all my bad habits. <laughs> were all created in that age group but I you know my mom worked so I after school I was home alone so you ate junk food and you watched TV unless you were in a sport yeah so so and let's break this down so let's talk about junk food so there's so much research about this it's just I'm a total geek when it comes to stuff but what you put in your mouth matters so your taste buds adapt and they become addicted to things that are well, I'm not going to get into all the bad stuff all the processed foods Basically, it's addicting. Mm-hmm. So if left to their own taste buds, kids will become addicted to things that will make them obese, will make them unhealthy, will make them cloudy mentally, right? And so, again, um, I know several people, same thing. They created those habits young, and they've been battling them ever since. Mm-hmm. That, that's just one area. What are some other areas? Oh, geez. Um, let's talk about just your mental space um what you your go-tos are with your downtime what's your go-to is it tv is it your phone is it is it netflix is it social media but those habits are being created and by the way they're being uh, created at our expense so there's psychologists that come into these executive boardrooms to to inform uh, social media giants, to inform gamers, to inform anybody that in, is involved with movies, entertainment, technology, to actually create a dopamine hit that keeps you coming back. So th- there is foul play here. I'm not blaming them. They're, they're just trying to make money. Mm-hmm. It's a business. They're not trying to be devious. They're just trying to make money. But we, if we are, are, are not thinking critically, and I'm going to get into the definition of critical thinking. If we don't think critically, we will just be drawn away by dopamine hits. And we'll be drawn to things that are, are not good. Uh, okay, here's, a, here's an interesting example of, of how all this ties together. So I'm, I'm working with a group of parents uh, two nights ago. A group of parents that their kids are, um, they're amazing kids, but they made some bad choices. So now we're trying to get them back on track. And amazingly, these kids want to get back on track. They're resilient. It's awesome. But I was talking to them, just encouraging them to um, make sure they they have 
uh, supervisory role over their kids' technology use and their smartphones specifically and make sure they're checking and they know what sites their kids are on, what media, social media sites they're on, what they're into. And I, I, it was a group of parents that had some boys and I said, porn is a major issue that nobody wants to talk about. And so we had this, ended up having this 10 minute conversation about porn and, and, and how that's changing boys' brains and how they view the opposite sex. I had a 14 year old boy tell me, I've been addicted to porn for two years <laughs> and coach Seth, like, and he was being transparent. He said, I can't look at a girl without undressing her and having bad thoughts. But like, this is, this is what can happen, the habits that can be created. And get this. Okay, so two hours later, I jump on my phone after the session is over and I had these Facebook messages to check. I jump on Facebook. This is weird. No. <laughs> Guess what shows up in the ads all these like weird mm. things that I am not a client for. Like I'm not, I, I don't look at, you know, that's not my lifestyle. Um, all these things pop up mm. because we had a 10 minute conversation and it was listening. Isn't that crazy? It is Because it's marketing to whatever I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So our habits really, really do matter. Oof. All right. That was a total bunny trail. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to take a, a, a quick break in this segment. Pause here. We'll come back in the next segment and dive into and define critical thinking and talk about how to unpack that with kids. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you're interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth. I'm joined in studio with Coach Mia. Welcome back. Thanks, Seth. I just said I'm not going to go on any bunny trails. So <laughs> let's talk about critical thinking. Yes. So segment three, we're talking about critical thinking. This is a series we're teaching kids how to rule, how to have authority, how to have dominion in their own lives. And critical thinking is one of the keys to ruling your life. Guess what? Our emotions, our habits... So much of our life is not ruled by us, it's ruled by our habits. And the, the way you break out of those things is by learning to think critically. And critical thinking is a really complex subject. We could spend days talking about it. Um, but the, the best definition that I, I use for kids, it's so simple, is critical thinking is really um, deciding what's true and what you should do. Right? So... So learning how to, to get to truth. There is truth. Finding the truth and then what is my next step? That's the truth. Now what should I do? What is the best solution to this situation? What's the best action to this situation? And often what we do is we let our emotions, we let habits, we let the world around us uh, basically take us down a path where there's this auto response and we're not looking for truth. We're just either following the noise, the crowd, the emotions, the experience, and we're following our own path instead of thinking critically like, okay, what is true regarding this situation and, and what should I do? So you have, uh, you know, here's an example. You have so so, um, you know my my mom is an example. She um, 
she had a boyfriend who put in high school who put pressure on her to do things she wasn't comfortable doing sexually. So so but at 17 it's really hard because this person's saying all the right things. Mm-hmm. So if you can pause and think critically, like if somebody really cares, are they going to pressure me to do something I'm not comfortable with? Like it's not hard, but if you don't understand how to pause and think critically, what you'll do is you'll let your emotions and you'll let pressure, wherever that pressure is coming from, put you in a situation where now, like my mom it was, you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then another step, now pregnant, now he's pressuring her to get an abortion. And if you don't have critical thinking skills, you just feel pressure and you're confused and you have emotions that, that create even more confusion. And now you can't think clearly. But if you can learn to th- decide what's true, okay, I, I, I like this guy. I really like this guy. He says he really likes me. He loves me. But what's true? If he's pressuring me to do things I'm not comfortable with, is that truly love? Like, if you can, and, and the the founder of Toyota, um, he he came up with something that that, that uh, Akichi Toyota, he, he's really famous for his critical thinking system that Toyota uses to this day. It's called the Five Whys. You ask yourself the question why five times, and so. You think about this situation where you have a teenage girl who is is being pressured to do things she doesn't want. Why is he pressuring me? Why? Is it because of love? I don't I don't know. Let's ask why 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 would it be out of love? If this is love, why would he pressure me if he truly loves me? Because he thinks this is gonna be good for me. Okay. But I know this is not something I'm I'm ready for or want to do. So why is he doing this? Well, the other option, the fork of the road, is because he's really thinking about himself. <laughs> he's thinking with his other mind right mm-hmm. now. And so the why is so, so so why would he do that if he cares about me? Because he's immature. Because he's because he's really just thinking of himself. Why is he thinking of himself? Because he's young. And, and now, so so the whys start to lead you down a path of thinking about, and all of a sudden, like the truth comes to the service and it kind of becomes very clear, like there's really nothing that makes sense about why it'd be a good thing to give in to this pressure mm-hmm. if I'm not comfortable with it. These are my values, my standards. He doesn't have those. So this is a process that, I mean, we teach kids to obviously do this on their own, but until you're able to really ask those questions and understand them? I mean, is this something that parents can help with? It can a peer help with? Well, th- this is so, this is a incredible tool for parents and in, in critical thinking. Um, your kids may not like it, but it's going to help your relationship. One of the biggest mistakes we as parents make is we, we continue treating our kids as though they're toddlers, as though they're 10 years old. When really they're adolescent, they have to have independence. They have to start learning on their own. And instead of telling them what to do, because it's so easy as a parent with critical thinking skills. And bottom line, it's so easy to have critical thinking skills when you're not in the situation. I can see your life and I can outside the fishbowl see like, Mia, what are you doing this for? It's very easy. Critical thinking is doing the same thing. It's stepping out of our own fishbowl and looking at 40,000 feet. What should I do? What's Mm -hmm. true? What's true about this situation and what should I do? 
And so when you actually use critical thinking with your kids, instead of giving them all the answers, which by the way, they don't really want them. Mm-hmm. They want to be independent. They want to, they want control. Unless they come to you wanting answers, the best thing to do is say, you know what? Uh, take take a minute to think about this. Like you're really smart, but just just think about what you're doing here. Ask yourself a couple times like why you're doing this and, and where this is going to take you. Like think critically. If you can start doing that to your kids, your kids are really smart. I was sitting with a group of parents last week and um, they were saying, uh, and they were, they were talking about their kids and how their, their kids were being disrespectful and defiant. Mm-hmm. And they weren't following orders. They weren't listening. These are all adolescent kids. And the mom said, I just said, because I said so. And, well, yeah, but why? Because I said so. Go to bed. And, and all the parents started shaking their heads, kind of pounding their chests. And I said, I totally get that. Like, like the, the last thing you as a parent want is somebody to be defiant, disrespectful. But actually, the research would say that's like the worst thing you can do to an adolescent kid. They're genuinely, there may be some attitude with it, mm-hmm. but they're trying to find out why. They need to know why. They have to make sense of it. If they can't make sense of it, they either think you're an idiot as a parent and you just want control because you can't explain it. That's where they'll go with this. It will drive a wedge in your relationship. But if you can step back and start giving them explanation, well, why do you think I would say this? Put it back on them. What do you think? That might irritate them, but tell me why I would take a a stance on this. See what they come back with. Mm -hmm. Because maybe they're smart and you realize and they already know and they just don't like it. And if they can spit back why, you can just say, well, then you kind of, you understand where I'm coming from. You just don't like it. And I get that because that's part of parenting. Sometimes they don't like the answer. Sure. But, but sometimes the explanation is, is a revelation to kids and the eyes come up and they're like, they still don't like it, but they get it. So that, that whole process of teaching them how to think critically and that questions are actually good. You want your kids asking why. Why do you do certain things? Why do you make decisions? We don't like kids to hold us accountable, but trust me, sharp kids, the better your relationship with your kids, the more they'll ask questions about what you do with your life, decisions you're making. Hey, why are we doing this? Why are we going there? Why do we buy this? Why did somebody, so-and-so say that to you? And if we can't explain it, it means we're either too busy, we don't want to go there, or maybe we don't know ourselves. I guess, is this... At what age, though, do you allow this? I mean, there has to be some ages that, you know what I mean? They, they are adolescents. So if you do this with a four-year-old or a five-year-old, you will create a monster. Because at a young age, they have to understand authority. Mm-hmm. And, and their brains, they can, you can tell them why a little bit, but sometimes just like, uh, because I said so. Because they won't. They're not, their brain isn't developed enough to understand some of those concepts. So, but I, I see parents that are trying to do this with their three-year-olds and four-year-olds. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're going to spend a lot of time. It's not going to go anywhere. And what you're going to teach your kid is that they're actually really in control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and they shouldn't be in control yet. But adolescents, yes, they need to start to gain control. Um, good question. All right, uh, we're going to do one more uh, segment to wrap this up. I want to encourage you, 
if this stuff has been helpful, we, we do uh, sessions like this for educators, for parents. We have all kinds of programs. You can bring Five Star Life to your school, our video curriculum to your school if you want your, your kids, your grandkids to learn these things. Check with your local school to see if they implement Five Star. If they don't, reach out to us. We would love for you to be the conduit to connect us. Go to fivestarlife.org. It's the word five or the number five, the word star, the word life.org. At Five Star Life, we are changing the face of culture through education and sports by changing the most important piece of a human being's life, their mindset. If you are interested in being a part of our journey, please visit fivestarlife.org for more information on volunteer and donation opportunities. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the one and only co-host, Coach Mia. Oh, thank you, Seth. So uh, we are in segment four, talking Mm -hmm. about critical thinking uh, in a series on how to rule your life. Again, if you just tuned in, you're wondering what Five Star Life is all about, go to our website, check it out, fivestarlife.org. It's the word of the number five, the word star, the word life.org. There's so many things we're doing, so many programs and curriculums we're offering to schools across the country that are making a huge difference. And it's really fun. Like I just got data last week from a new partner school that that piloted the program in like three or four schools, and the data that they came back with after implementing our program for one semester, and this is with um, a group of specialized. Uh, it was a special program for kids. They targeted just actually inner city um, boys of color. Um, that was what that school district district wanted to pilot it with. They came back, it was like 74% of the kids raised their GPA, um, something like 60-some um, percent of them uh, had fewer discipline issues, and over, over, over half of them had better attendance in the second semester. Now, if you're in education, you understand when you have comparative data from semester one to semester two, Semester two is where everybody stops caring about school. Like if they get bored, it's in the second half. Their grades don't go up in the second semester, they go down. Their attendance doesn't get better in the second semester, it goes down. And so um, it's pretty cool. So that district increased their, you know, rolled this this pilot out for another like 10 schools or something. So um, again, go to fivestarlife.org, bring five star to your school. It's teaching all the things that you want your kids to learn. The, the, the critical thinking skills, the values, the mindsets that creates what a five star life, the mm-hmm. best version of who they are. And it's preventative. And it's all preventative. And um, I actually spent uh, the last two days, every eight hours for the last 30 hours, I've been uh, at the police department. We're training all of their, all the police officers during roll call. Um, in what Five Star Life is. And we have this partnership with um, the Juvenile Justice Center where kids are incarcerated or on probation. Mm -hmm. And so all of those kids are going through Five Star, but we started this new program for kids that they do some minor things, status offenses. So if they run away, if they're maybe truant from school, because the court caseloads are so heavy with more severe um, delinquent acts, these minor things, like think about this, running away, not showing up to school, they're so mm. minor that they don't even count these things. They basically slap them on the wrist, send them home. But they reached out to us because 70% of those kids in our local county 
will end up creating a graduating to a delinquent act that actually puts them in the system. And so they said, we got to get ahead of this. So long story short, they pulled this in. We created a special program called the SNAP Leadership Program. And um, I was just talking to the director, the supervising director of probation. Um, he's been a part of these, these um, trainings with the police department. And he just said, I've been talking to our probation officers and they're getting rave reviews mm. from all the parents, from all the kids that are involved. It's a really unique program for not just the kids, but also for the parents. And so, and it's, he said, he explained this this way to the police officers. He said, it's not this formal adjustment, like um, we're coming in here, we're going to fix you. You're a broken person. Mm -hmm. We're going to fix you. He said, it's just a different approach. It's, listen, we want you to live a five-star life. Do you want to live a five-star life? You want to win. And we're offering this program that's going to help you win in life. And he said, already, we've only been doing this for three weeks. They said, their probation officers are getting reports from parents saying, can we, we know this is an eight-week program. Can, can, can we extend this? Mm. I've already seen results in my kid. I've seen results in my own life. So it's really cool to bring parents together. When you think about parents that have kids that have made some mistakes, that's a whole different challenge of its own for those parents. So where do you connect with other parents to try to get support? And I think that your the our approach has been amazing because we're as a parent, you do, you don't want to screw up. You're doing the best job you can. And Absolutely. then to admit that you know, I need help. That's hard. Mm -hmm. But being in an environment where it's, you know, everybody else is kind of struggling with the same thing. Yeah, so watching parents connect and support each other and watching the vulnerability of like the troubleshooting. But then, like it's so interesting, all the stuff we teach, like talking about critical thinking, this this stuff applies to us as adults. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking the stuff in. They're saying, this is changing my life, my approach to parenting. And so it, it's it's really awesome. cool. Um, okay, we're supposed to be wrapping up, right? This is the last yes. segment talking about critical thinking. I just have a few minutes. Um, you know, we all have different situations. And like I was saying in the previous segment, it's so easy. It is so easy to sit with those parents outside the fishbowl. You hear them talk and to just give them simple answers. But when you're in it, it's much tougher, right? And so the, the key to when you're in it is to step out of it. Critical thinking is the way you can step out of your own fishbowl. When you get clouded or when you get stuck as a parent, as a business person, as a coworker, and you get stuck in a relationship and you don't know what to do, you've got to un you got to step out of the fishbowl. Critical thinking, it, with, with every time you ask the reason, why am I stuck? Every time you ask the question why, you, you detach your, your emotions and whatever limiting factor that keeps you stuck, you're detaching, you're stepping back, you're getting a higher view with every time you ask the question five. Uh, or the question why. And so this is so simple, but you think about, um, we tell kids like, you know, Tony Stark, the Marvel movies are so popular. And like Tony Stark is kind of known as this, this genius, but basically what he does, he, he's known for being this guy that is highly emotional, but then is a master critical thinker. <laughs> so it's kind of the war of two people. Like he's an incredible critical thinker. He's very smart. But then he lets his emotions get the best of him too. And it's very relatable for us as people because I think we find ourselves in the same situation. But as we start to pull back and master critical thinking, and I would just tell people listening, 
Just start in one area. Think about one area of your life that you're just unsatisfied with. One area of your life that you're just not happy about. Maybe it's the level of anxiety you have in your life. Maybe it's your, your health. Maybe it's a relationship or, or something at work. If you can use this critical thinking process in that area of your life, I do this all the time. Like if I don't all, all of a sudden start to feel like low energy or don't feel good, I know sometimes it's like right now I feel a little low energy because I haven't been sleeping because I'm doing these trainings every eight hours. So <laughs> like, I just, like 10 o'clock I'm doing a training at night and then it, it's six o'clock in the morning. So I'm not used to getting like four and a half hours of sleep. So I don't do well with four hours of sleep. <laughs> You're doing great. Uh, thank you. I'll, I'll listen to it. We'll, I'll probably find some gaps. <laughs> but but th- there's the health side, but then there's like, there's the diet side, but then there's a the critical thinking part where you step back and start asking why. And when you think about anything from like, like why do kids do drugs? Like, like why do they do drugs? If they'd ask why, why do I, why would I inhale this? Why would I inject this? Why would I, you know, ingest this? Th- there is a process that will follow that will lead them to the right, the right decisions. The problem is kids aren't asking those questions. And for the most part, we as adults, we're not teaching them how to ask the questions. We're just telling them it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Say no to drugs. Walk away from this. It's like, if you can teach them why. It, it, there's the saying, you can teach a person how to fish and they can fish and feed themselves for a lifetime or you can just give them a fish dinner. Critical thinking is one of those skills that is really like teaching a person how to feed themselves, how to function. Because once you get that right, your mind begins to pick up on this. And within months, you are like at a different level as an individual. You're now ruling your life Mm -hmm. instead of being ruled by all those things, diet, exercise, food addictions, screen addictions, other people, whatever else is ruling you. So critical thinking, we got to put in the work. And I think in the society that we're in today, we just want an answer right away. So you'd rather just give somebody a fish dinner than teach them how to fish. Absolutely. And it's really about ownership. It's that, it's that five self value of responsibility. Like if you really want to rule You've got to you've got to sit your fanny down on the on the throne. Mm-hmm. You've got to grab your scepter. You've got to pound it on the ground and say, "This far, no more. I'm no longer abdicating this. I'm taking over." Good. We're out of time. Go to fivestarlife.org to bring Five Star Life to a school near you to donate to get involved.